I'm Todd. And I'm Rich. And this is Big Screen Boogeyman Season 2 Nightmares, Nightmares on, on Elm Street. Street. And today we are covering the Stephen Hopkins joint from 1989, A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Child, the fifth one in the franchise, and for many, the point where they stopped watching it. Yeah. How much did we hate this? What was our distinction, you know, like between us on this? Are we going to get into couple fights? We'll see. Because today our special guests are our lovely partners. We have Rich's wife, Liz, and my wife, Michelle. Hello. How are you? Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Excited so, to be here. Excellent. 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 We wanted to do something. This is, you know, we, we like to make it about family here. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, family show. Um, so y'all are returning guests. You've been on the Halloween special. Uh, what is your experience, though, with the A Nightmare on Elm Street franchise? Let's start with Liz. Uh, well, I haven't watched much of it. I saw the original one, like, a long time ago. I think when Rich and I were like early on dating, um, wasn't a huge fan of it. And then a couple of years ago, he made me watch the one where they're all, where they learn to control the dreams, which mm-hmm. is maybe the one for this. And that one, I liked it better than the first one. I still wasn't crazy about it, but it wasn't bad. Sure. Those are the only ones that I've seen before today's. All right, cool, cool. What about you, Michelle? I really like one, two, and three. They're all special in their own ways. I think I watched four and then tapped out. I don't think I ever watched five before. So I think tonight was my first night watching five other than I recognize the comic book scene for some reason. I think I had just seen that in the background. Some would argue that you had already done things the right way. (laughs) (laughs) Some would. Some say give up after three. Some say give up after four. Uh, No one says for sure watch five. Yeah, this is is no one's favorite movie in this franchise. (laughs) No, it really isn't. And I'm going to be maybe Michelle the most defensive of it. And even I, I can't really defend this as a whole. I have to be honest on that. Yeah. If someone said this was their favorite movie to me, I would be like, stop talking. It's <laughs> got to be someone's though, right? So, all right, well, let's start with uh, our, let's get into our, our big picture question. General impressions of the movie. So let's go ahead and start with you, Rich. Bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no redeeming characteristics, just bad. I mean, uh, so I, I agree with you that I like some of the production design in this. Story-wise, just shit. This okay. is just terrible story-wise to me. And I don't like the characters. I don't like the plot line. I don't like Freddy as much in this one. Right. And yeah. When you get to see him occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a part-time Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go to you next, Michelle. What did you think about this? I kind of liked it, but I also thought it was bad. <laughs> um, Could you I elaborate don't... on that at all? Or Yeah. I just, I liked the vibes and I like certain aspects of the story. Mainly I just like certain scenes and certain like parts of the movie and it was entertaining enough. Okay. Um, so fair, yeah. fair enough. What about you, Liz? Um, I wasn't a huge fan, uh, especially there was just so much gross body horror in it that was just really kind of gross and definitely not my thing and just over the top uh, in a lot of ways as well. Um, so I wasn't wasn't a big fan of that. I did think the comic book stuff was a little bit creative and interesting, like getting sucked into the comic book and then having it be black and white, mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. And yeah, it just also shows why you shouldn't have kids. That is the moral of the story. <laughs> moral of the story is to not have kids, uh, for sure. Or to use protection, maybe is the moral <laughs> of the story. Or if I was the producer, I would want to reshoot this movie with like the dialogue parts completely redone and rewritten by some sort of punch up doctor because mm-hmm. I think there's a decent enough movie with the action scenes and the kills in here and we'll we'll get into this yeah. but like and I actually find the first 30 minutes of this except for one scene that's kind of boring like pretty decent and then it but the problem is boy is the third act of this film like one of the most atrocious and horror like in the big horror franchises it's just so freaking boring um, uh, and so, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's my general take on the film. This, but I, I liked it a little bit more than Rich and Liz, I think. But I, there's some problems for yeah, sure. The dialogue was terrible. Yes. Yeah. This awful. script could be punched up by a fake doctor like a Dr. Pepper could have fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're out there, I, I'm, I'm assuming he listens uh, or she will look at me assuming. OK, so Dr. Pepper. So. Wow. Wow. Called out. All right. So let's let's jump into it. So here's the classic. So the credits, we slash the name and red on the screen crayon writing and then crayon writing in blue what'd you think rich fine fine yeah agreed compared to the rest of this movie this is probably a high point yeah (laughs) 
I don't know if y'all had any thoughts on those initial points. I was just confused about what body parts we were being shown. Sure. Yeah. So that's being interspersed with sexy images, yeah. intense music, but close-ups of PG-13 sex. <laughs> close-ups of body parts while weird music plays that's kind of like, I think sex is happening, but you should be scared too. It was not very sexy. No. <laughs> no, I would agree with that. Not very sexy. And there was one body part that we just couldn't identify. <laughs> we didn't go back to pause, but like we, I didn't know what it was. It wasn't was on the confused. screen. Long. Yeah. What part of the body is this? You think it was a rib cage being like, yeah, I, I think it was somebody like, like the bottom of the rib cage. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, I'll never know till next time. <laughs> yeah. This is a movie I don't even like, but I'll probably watch it at least 10 more times in my life. Wow. Uh, that's how obsessed I am with these franchises. <laughs> but um, so we jump to then this shower scene, which I actually think is kind of a cool opening scene, if I'm being honest. Like, so we get Alice, uh, one of the most boring main characters ever, <laughs> but she's in a movie I really like. I actually really love part four, as, yeah. as, as the listeners will remember. Uh, from last time in spite of her I like them but uh, she moves on and uh, she is in a shower and there's this really kind of creepy scene where the shower starts to fill up and everybody you know like you wonder if she's gonna get like drowned and stuff like that yeah. thoughts on this scene right I I think that gross shower drains are their own brand of horror yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it was actually the closest I came to gagging the whole time I don't know what'd you think what'd y'all think yeah it was super gross it, it looked like sewage backing up into it and it definitely they made me nauseous. <laughs> that is like an actual recurring dream I have is like weird bathroom toilet stuff oh, no. like so it definitely uh yeah resonated with me i liked that part and i think it's done decently well it gets to a point that rich alluded to we all watch this together you yeah. know what i mean like right before recording this and i i will champion some of the production values in this like i i still think it's got a cool look to it and i liked i i kind of like the scene i think it's really creepy i think what the nightmare franchise does a decent job of is like finding those things that will like weird you out a little bit mm -hmm. about like everyday life and kind of exploit them a little bit. So yeah, I, first watching this, my take was who the fuck falls asleep in a shower? And then that was very quickly followed up with being naked in the Freddy dimension is probably the worst way to be in the Freddy dimension. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, because what happens, uh, they, I, we'll, we'll talk about this in a second, but like we get into her escaping kind of the shower, but then ending up in this like yeah. different alternate world. And what they're going to, it's really funny. If you've been listening to our show, you'll know that a couple of episodes ago when this origin story was mentioned, I applauded them for not showing it. Yeah. And then in this movie, they're like, no, now we're going to show it. But I think they use some restraint. They basically show the scene where, unfortunately, the origin story for Freddy is he's the bastard son of a thousand yeah. maniacs uh, via rape. You know what I mean? Like that had been yeah. set up in a previous story. Uh, so they show her kind of as Amanda Kruger. You know what I mean? like his mom at some point during the script meeting somebody was like isn't this movie off-putting enough and then they just let it sit where it was sure sure when i defend it slightly my only defense is i've seen so many 80s movies where they would have shown so much more of that unfortunately so like uh but yeah it's kind of a gross scene any thoughts i'm not sure how i feel about the portrayal of mental illness that all mentally oh, sure. people are just rapists who just like mumble and writhe around <laughs> like and that all of them in the Asylum would exhibit the same behavior. Sure. Also, I wasn't sure why the some of the people that worked there were dressed like waiters, like they had bow ties. And that was very confusing was for so me. I was so confused during this part. Where are we? What is happening? Weird religious stuff. Problem with the costume That's department in that part. I think we got to blame that on the costume <laughs> department. Somebody asked for there medical was a deal scrubs on they were like, costumes. we got waiter costumes. <laughs> Let's do that. Uh, I agree with the depiction of, of mental illness. It's horrible. Uh, Absolutely, absolutely. I agree. If you guys hadn't explained what this was to me, I would not have understood. That's fair. Anything <laughs> that's that was fair. happening. Yeah, yeah, no, that's completely fair. Uh, so she's scared of showers. Now we get this brief scene where like she goes to the shower and looks really scared after she wakes up. There's a lot of point to this. This was just one of the the starts mm -hmm. of these scenes that just are 
pointless and are just there. And there's so many locations in this movie. And one of the problems with this movie is it is just a collection of scenes as yeah. opposed to like an overarch. I, I, I would agree with that. Um, I would think you made that critique about number four. I don't agree with that on number four. On this one, I do agree with yeah. it. That it's just a collection of, of stories. So we meet the kids and let's go around, do a round table and give me your thoughts on some of the kids. So we all know about Dan, but y'all were new to Dan. Now, were you, Dan's the boyfriend. Were you struck and immediately overwhelmed by Dan's charisma? <laughs> no. He's kind of cute. Liz? No. No, I didn't. Yeah, see him as especially charismatic. I asked this. Typical jockey, I don't know, 80s character. I asked this because <laughs> I had said Alice is the most boring lead character. Dan is by far the most boring character to ever survive a movie. Yeah. Him surviving <laughs> part four was the lamest thing ever. I'm glad they kill him in this. He has kind of a cool kill. You know what I mean? So that, that works out. But so we have Dan. Any thoughts on Dan, Rich? Dan has the perfect look for an 80s heartthrob in a teen movie or the bully in a young adult movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think he looks like the fourth Manning brother, which I don't think I mean as a he's got compliment. Manning face. Yeah, he's got Manning face. Um, OK, so we have Greta. What do we think of Greta? She's the pretty girl or like, quote unquote, pretty girl. Yeah, I liked her. I wanted her to live longer because I thought she was funny. And you actually in the I movie, she's cute. In the movie, you were like, I thought she was pretty. So yeah. I wanted her to live. <laughs> yeah, she just was fun to watch. So I was sad to see her go and like others that I didn't care about as much survive. Sure, that's fair. Any thoughts on Greta? She was kind of like snippy to her mom, which I liked because her mom seemed like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, this scene is all about parent issues. Yes, this yeah. scene is all about parent yeah. issues. It's setting up these weird things that they all have. It's, it's like it's giving the message that sometimes it's better to die by Freddy than to pay for all the therapy that's coming for you in your later life. Oh, hell yeah. Right. So like uh, one thing that's consistent in Nightmare films, and I think they do a good job here. One of the strengths is you really do kind of hate those parents. Yeah, some parents <laughs> just don't understand. We have also Yvonne. She's the one who is the diver. Thoughts on Yvonne? She was cool. <laughs> Like, she's in like five scenes total yeah. and two of like, them are saying Freddy isn't real. Yeah, I feel like they didn't develop her character very much. They could have. Spoiler though, she makes it to the end. She, I like her. I think that actress is really good. Yeah. She's been yeah. in a bunch of horror. I think she does like a decent job with a bad script. But yeah. yeah, she's not really developed that well. I agree. In the back half of the movie, she plays a bit of a part. But in the beginning, she is just, she is the naysayer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, she's, she's the disbeliever. And then we have, I'm going to assume this is everyone's favorite character. This is when we get to Mark. Charisma, yes. Good looks, absolutely. Acting, on point. That's my thoughts on Mark. What about y'all? I'm going to cut all of this out of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think you're lying. I, yeah. No, I'm lying. This guy's crazy, right? Yeah. I, I actually think this is probably one of the worst actors yeah. I've ever seen in like a decent budget horror film, actually. Yeah. I, I think he's one of the worst. So yeah. horror is a genre that's known for finding stars, and Mark was not one of them. Absolutely not. Definitely not. <laughs> was he even in anything after that? I should have looked up his IMDb page. I don't think so. <laughs> but it's, it's just a tumbleweed that rolls across the yeah. screen. But it's embarrassing because I do not think I have the ability to be an actor. Actor, but I feel like I could compete with that level of acting almost. It's like and like I when, rarely yeah. say that about well, like, I feel an actor. Like he was the type of character that I usually liked, and especially like as a teenager, would have liked in a movie. But he just didn't do a great job of playing. That's just the person that they cast for it didn't do a great job. Like like everyone likes that like you know nerdy weird character that likes to skateboard and just do sure. all the like you know dress weird. Um, at least that's what I was into in high school. Sure, <laughs> but just saying like the quirky character can be like a really good element. There's all sorts of yeah. better ways you could have gone with this. Though. Are you yeah. calling me quirky? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> any thoughts on Mark Michelle? The person I com was comparing him with in my mind was um, uh, Fran Kranz's character from Cabin in the Woods, mm -hmm. like the pothead guy. And it's like that is a way better version of the right. Character. Yes. Like, so that kind of makes me think, oh, like this is this is really bad in comparison to like yeah. the potential of what it could yeah. be. Or like Ethan Embry frequently played these types of characters. Yes. And I loved him in that. Seth Green, I think Todd had mentioned, would have been a better person. Mm, yeah. Better type of character as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't think 
he was old enough and he yeah but just just like that type though right because the guy they got was this kind of weird amalgamation of like pothead super nerd like it just didn't make Mm -hmm. sense they needed to commit to something um anyway so we get to this dream while we're having this we also have we have dan mansplaining to alice (laughs) how to to deal with freddie and the worst group photo of all time because like alice finds her dad and is is like oh let's get into this group photo and it's fucking terrible the technician that you are that had to really hurt i (laughs) i know what they got paid as photographers in the 80s and yeah it was not worth not worth the celluloid it's printed on wow wow are you talking about the part where he says let's blow this pop stand like in the graduation scene is that what we're talking about right now well we're talking about the graduation scene in general yeah and then we were yeah 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 any other thoughts on the graduation scene also their school like this always bothers me movies and maybe it's just because it always takes place in California but it does not look like a high school <laughs> like it was a very fancy giant building and that's not what high schools like realistic. it always bothers me that that's they like, didn't want you to high, focus high schools always look like colleges you know, like nice colleges in movies and that just bothers me but the, that's not really related to the plot just something that oh Alice no that's fine. they didn't want you to know that Alice is part of the one percent <laughs> yeah it's true it's true it's probably because these characters are always like rich well we know at least Greta's rich or high society. So now it's time yeah. for another flashback and we have the spooky church that we, becomes the spooky asylum. Yeah, she sees a nun in her yeah. dream. She follows the nun, right? Yeah. And that takes her on a little adventure. And eventually what I have next is she sees a, a creepy stroller. The death stroller. Yeah, yeah, the death stroller. Mm-hmm. You never want to see the death stroller yeah. in your dream. It's bad um, and then uh, she gets pulled into a birthing room and it leads to a scene that I have I was like, Michelle's going to like this scene. I did like this scene. (laughs) I enjoyed this. I yelled. I thought it was pretty funny. So, and I stand by the, you, because when it came up, you were like, are you going to stand by this scene? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a year. But after seeing it, I do have to stand by this scene. I can see Liz eyeballing me already Uh, about, about this. But she gets pulled into this room and there's this really kind of like creepy, weird, like birthing scene. Yeah. Well, first she is Amanda and then she's watching Amanda. Yes, yes. Like this is foreshadowing for later on in the movie when they can't decide how to kill Dan off right. and they keep alternating between different things. I had no idea what was going on, but I was just enjoying the spectacle of it all. Well, she's in the middle of a dream and she's picturing this and she gets pulled into that birthing room and there it's this kind of creepy scene where it's like they're, you know, deciding it and she gives birth to this thing and the doctor goes like oh shit yeah like immediately and the the nurse goes this is one of god's yeah. creations and you're like oh my god what's about like, to happen yeah no good thing follows that sentence <laughs> and then it's a little freddy alien baby and i love this freddy alien baby it would be like in my top 100 movie props i would want to own probably from like horror films it's pretty good it's just so creepy and weird i don't know what do you think about this scene right i i think this is probably as close to a high point as this movie gets okay. like That's like fair. this it is kind of like cool and there's some good like puppetry and effects like work in this movie but it's just that the plot is so fucking boring yeah, that yeah, yeah. it just it takes every good element out of this movie and just snuffs it out like a candle plot script like you know actual yeah. dialogue performance and acting, yeah. all all problems in this film the technical aspects actually not that bad yeah liz what did you think about this particular scene I thought it was gross (laughs) and weird, but mostly gross. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know. It was just very unsettling. Ah, this is so funny. And I mean this in like the <laughs> nicest way. It was so fun to watch as someone who hates horror because I'm so used to just watching them on my own or watching <laughs> them with people who are like, yeah, well, and cheering. And it was a nice m- reminder that like, oh, right. Some people really don't like this. So sort of yeah, it's not that I don't like horror, but I don't like body horror. Sure. And I don't like slashers. And this is kind of a combination of both. Sure. Like there are other types of horror that I like, 
especially like sci-fi and fantasy horror. Sure, but sure, absolutely. Yeah, this was not my thing. This movie lends itself to a thing <laughs> in in the film world that they tell you, which is that you never know if you're working on a bad movie until it's already released. Oh, sure. Because like functionally, the experience is identical, and you know you're you're not sure. You know, sometimes people have like a weird take, or some you know something looks better in the final product. But yeah, this you had to think that some of them knew this was going to be terrible. Well, <laughs> if you watch the like that extended documentary about mm-hmm. this, they they even admit in the documentary like, no, this just isn't that's good. It was yeah. it was rushed. You know <laughs> what I mean? But like they stand by some of the production values, as I think we are too. But like they yeah they they even acknowledge like this was just rushed. Yeah. It was it was too much. So we can skip ahead just a little bit. Freddie emerges. Yeah. Well, we have we have the baby scream. The which baby bust, screams. It yeah. breaks out the window and then the weird like evil tree thing starts coming out of the floor it like, all looks cool to me personally but yeah yeah but like there's just so much stuff going on in this the scene and like none of it really like folds back in in any way but it's this like freddy is back it is a big resurgence to me it ends on a perfect note though which is like him coming out with the weird <laughs> long arm in silhouette he has the weird long arm he puts on the hat and says it's, it's a, a boy. boy like i think that that's actually like a pretty decent little scene michelle i enjoyed that yeah i i i laughed and (laughs) i thought that was fun i was enjoying myself at this point in the film yes you were at the good times yeah at this point i think a lot of people watching this movie are thinking yeah maybe it would be better to die than to listen to the extended freddy universe like backstory (laughs) because this is this is freddy exposition so we get then amanda saves the day then uh, amanda kruger comes in and saves the day and she basically tells you what you need to do to finish this movie and then we just ignore yeah that yeah, like, yeah. like what the fuck why would you ignore <laughs> why would you ignore that how does she it's just like when you do the side it? quests in video games <laughs> i completely forgot about it for, uh, it was like I, I when i saw that happen i was like all right so the movie is going to be about them trying to find her right. body yeah. if you are one of no, the no. disembodied ghosts <laughs> no. of alice's friends you are probably a little bit upset that she didn't move a little bit faster on this yeah yeah alice has some blood on her hands because uh she really needed to go for this now you said you didn't get this michelle or what'd you say i just didn't understand oh she was <laughs> she was supposed to since they were like you should go find my body okay yeah 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 because yeah, right before that like before amanda told alice that she told freddie like i'm gonna come and i'm gonna get you like and take you back or something and then after that she told alice that um you know you need to, to find my body and there's, free me there's so much going on that i was just yeah. vibing i didn't understand anything that was happening but i was just like well i'm gonna see some stuff yeah it's a very convoluted plot uh it is like i said though i like that about part four here it doesn't work as well yeah. um but so well, there's oh, just ahead. there's so much more in this one like it it just never settles into one scene like it's already teeing up the next that's very true so like we jump to speaking of the next scene that's the pool party yeah uh which, awkward dialogue which was set up because yvonne is a diver and is it is has, the only thing we know about her that's the only thing we know about her she has access to the pool late at night so they're all hanging out we get to see dan shirtless yeah woohoo <laughs> yeah. nice but yeah <laughs> So it got a little sultry there for a minute. <laughs> At the pool party, there's really just more character development. And I do find myself wondering why would these kids hang out? They're just yeah. a little too different. Like they seem like a mom. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down like mismatched group of friends <laughs> Like after that scene because I was like, these guys have nothing in common. <laughs> My note was totally realistic teen dialogue because yeah. it was not. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, And there's so many of these exposition scenes. So here's my question. Part four ostensibly happened in like the their junior year of high school and then this is their senior year in high school and after having all of her friends murdered she's all of a sudden come up with a new set of like <laughs> yeah, super right. best friends <laughs> yeah, very fast weird very fast <laughs> i mean you just post a, a help wanted ad on the billboard and 
You just but these go- were like ride or die friends. They were like, we will stand in front of you as Freddy comes out. Like they'll have yeah. to go That's through. That's just what people are us. like in Ohio. R Elm Street. Yeah. <laughs> Does this take place Wait, in, Ohio? Supposed to be in Ohio? Is it? I think so. Oh no. That's embarrassing. We should know that. You should look that up. Because <laughs> okay. if we include that in the episode and it's wrong, <laughs> dozens of people will be angry. <laughs> There are dozens of us. I think, as, as we all know, it takes place in Springwood, Ohio, and there is no chance that we put a pause here so that we could look it up on the internet. <laughs> Springwood, Ohio. Nice. We've all heard of Springwood, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, Springwood. I think I just assume is, that most places in movies are Ohio. Is that where Grandpa's Cheese Bar knows? Yeah, I don't it, know. it is the jewel and the crown that is the Midwest. <laughs> At the pool party, it had been established earlier that Alice. Uh, wasn't going to be able to go to the pool party because she had to work at the diner. Um, And so uh, Alice has fallen asleep at the diner and basically wakes up back up at the diner and calls Dan, right? Mm. To uh, basically say, hey, Freddy Krueger is back. Dan freaks out, drives back. But anything about the pool party before we move on? Because then we get to uh, Freddy and Tennessee. This is is super important because this is some of the only characterization we get for the friends. (laughs) And it also establishes exactly how they're going to die later you know, the issues that are going to come up with each of them. Well, yes, because we know that like one of them is a comic book nerd. We yep. want one is a model, and you know what I mean? Type issues with her parents. She can't get in the pool because she doesn't like her parents very much at all. Yeah, you're right. They set it up and yeah. you know what I mean? They set up at the very least the way that Yvonne is going to get attacked. Since yeah. spoiler, Yvonne doesn't die, but you know, like, uh, but they set up at least how, you know, she's going to get attacked by Freddie, but that leads to Dan driving away. Yeah. And this gets to what I think is you, you're right about what it's homaging. I think it's a cool little scene, though. It's not as good as yeah. what it's homaging, but it's it's a cool little scene. Dan starts to drive home. There's that part where the radio is playing and he hears his mom like yeah. all of a sudden his voice, which I think is kind of like a funny thing to think of when you think about high school audiences and how yeah. central your mom's ear is at that particular point in your life. And like, you know, it's funny because you hear your mom saying like, my son's yeah. girlfriend is a bitch. And like, I, you know, I don't like her. I think she calls him a dickweed. A dickweed. Wow. (laughs) But this leads to the truck starts attacking him. And I'm wondering like what y'all thought about this scene. Yeah. So I would have been fine with this part of the movie if it was a truck scene or a motorcycle scene, but both was a little much. Just commit to one. I I called this scene a hat on a hat. Mm -hmm. What did y'all think about this? I, it doesn't bother me as much. I get what you're saying. So he's in the truck. Then he crashes yeah. through the window and then he gets on a motorcycle and some of the more stuff happens. And you realize the motorcycle part is really just a dream. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that they're yeah. trying to do that, uh, like a nod to that part of four where like they keep getting stuck in that loop. Yeah. yeah, yeah except yeah. this is just done shitty. Sure. That's fair. Uh, what did you think about that, Michelle? Yeah, I I wrote that it didn't make sense. Like, like I like the premise, but it could have been executed better. Like Freddie rips his arm off at some point. Like there, I feel like there's cool stuff that happens. That I norm like that I'm really in that I enjoyed watching, but it just didn't really all come together for me. So the second part of this, the motorcycle, is a very clear nod to another movie called Tetsuo the Iron Man that yes. came out of Japan and was a stop motion like fever dream. And watch that at some point just yeah. so you can say you've watched it. But it uh, don't lot. watch it while eating a meal. That movie makes this look tame. Right. No, that's fair. So other thoughts on this list. Did you like this scene or was this too much for you? I thought it was all right. I mean, I guess the wires thing was kind of interesting. Like, I thought it was kind of weird that in the end, he just kind of gets hit by a truck <laughs> instead of like dying from the weird injuries like that he got from Freddy. Um, that Yeah, in the end, he just got hit by a truck. Yeah, it was all a dream. But it, it definitely felt like they stole some of the look of Immerton Joe from Mad Max Fury Road out of out of him on the motorcycle at the end mm. with the le- weird like robot mask looking thing. Yes. Actually, uh, sorry, I'm just impressed. Yeah, yeah that, nice good. little tie-in. <laughs> one one part that I thought was. Pat- particularly egregious though was the Freddy making tire puns where he's like bad year and he's drinking the champagne <laughs> see most of those I still like that's that's part of the difference I just find those funny but it's it's not great it's yeah. some of his lesser work for sure and you don't see Freddy enough in this but yeah the whole time is this even technically a Freddy kill because it, it is 
I think. Or did Dan just fall asleep and then gets hit by a truck? No, I think it has to be a Freddy kill. Uh, it counts. What's weird is that this is also where Alice sees the Freddy kill, yes. even though she's not in a dream, which is is our tip off that something's going on. Yes. So she's starting to get images again, even though she's not in a dream. Alice goes out. She sees that Dan is dead. Yeah, and she, she sees it in real life. Yes, she sees it in real life. And then she passes out and she wakes up in a hospital and is freaking out because everyone's trying to blame Dan's accident on drinking. Yeah. But Dan doesn't drink. She makes it very clear. Dan's trying to drink. bring the champagne to her. He was trying to bring the champagne to her to celebrate their vacation that they were going to go on. But this leads to then your favorite line in the movie, which I'll let you set this up. So Alice is like, is there something wrong with me? And that's when Yvonne is like, you're just a little pregnant. <laughs> just a little. Just a <laughs> scotch. You're just a little yeah, pregnant. Yeah, I feel like the minimizing it there doesn't really work when it's pregnancy yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. It's a mild case of pregnancy. But that then leads to a dream of hers. Unless somebody has something else where enter Jacob. Yeah. Creepy ass kid. So they interview this kid in the documentary about this film and it's pretty funny because he's just like so kind of embarrassed by the fact that he was a creepy kid like character. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he has like some uh, of that. But what did you think about Jacob, the casting here? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Sure. He's scary though, right? I mean, he's got a little bit of like, I, I, he's got I those he was weird, creepy. he's got those weird big eyes. Like, I don't know. I thought he was good casting personally. I stand by my shirt. <laughs> I'm a sure man. That's fine. That works. So he's a he's a, he's a creepy little kid. Um, then we cut to the sad pretty girl, uh, otherwise known as Greta, breaks a doll because yeah. her parents suck. And and we find out that she's really into dolls. Her entire room is just doll city. Yeah, they were so creepy. I was confused. I thought that was still dreamland. Like I didn't even know it was happening. I think at it's that supposed point. to be a metaphor to about how she would have that is her collection. mom's well, doll. Okay. <laughs> Michelle and I went to, y'all have probably been there, the House on the Rock. Yes, yeah. okay. I love the House on the Rock. So, Wisconsin. Love the House on the Rock. <laughs> it's so and cool. And do you remember the creepy doll carousel? Yeah. Yep. Yes. How could you yeah. not? Like, how do you forget something like that? <laughs> That's what that scene reminded me, oh, though, yeah. of. Is yeah. I think about the creepy doll carousel at least 12 times a year. Like about once a month, it'll pop into my head. I and feel 3 a.m. T- tonight, is- and you're going to be cold sweat. <laughs> Dull Mary's around. Back I feel like point. House on the again. Rock like just has to be great inspiration in general for writing and filmmaking. Yes. Which like horrifying. if anyone's not familiar with it, it's hey, this place. Hey, hey. Save it for the House on the Rock Wisconsin podcast. That's like this house that's really unique looking on the edge of a cliff. At the guy who lived in it collected all kinds of weird it's things. Amazing. So it's filled with weird things and they added all these it's other bizarre. buildings full of weird things. It's got all kinds of crazy instruments and dolls and weird collectible Eat stuff and a giant carousel. Everyone it's, should go. Yeah, go go exists. to House on the Rock, Wisconsin. It's weird. You're already on the internet. Look it up. Yeah, <laughs> keep it in, Rich. Keep but it great, in. Great inspiration in. for great inspiration for weird films. And then it's exposition time. Like that uh, is my oh, next yeah, note. Oh yeah, the kid. Oh yeah, kids hang out. Exposition is my next note yeah. as well. They're complaining about their parents, and they decide to band together as friends. You gotta love these moments. Am I right? Do you? Mm, I don't know. Well, it's it's that moment at least where they agree to go together. But this gets to you. Let's get to the dinner table scene with Greta. Let's just go ahead and skip ahead because that exposition scene is boring. Um, So here's what I'm going to say. I think this scene is shot well. I actually think if you look at how that scene is shot, it looks really cool. The angles that are used are really interesting. It reminds me of like Tim Burton, some of like the stuff he does Mm -hmm. that I like from early in his career. Rich has given me the face, but like, oh no, yeah, yeah. But I, I really do think that's true Liz you had to look away for this yeah it well it was it was gross and maybe kind of nauseous and also just like the force feeding aspect like yes. as someone who used to have an eating disorder like that's just something that really bothers oh, you I'm sorry so, I didn't realize that was oh, why no no it's fine yeah. I mean it's been a long time I'm like I wasn't sure. triggered by it it was more just like but you know, you know we get to maybe this... bother me more than other people absolutely <laughs> no I, I respect that and uh, yeah I'm sorry like I said I didn't oh, know no, that it's, it's no big deal okay 
working. Um, <laughs> so this gets to this scene where basically she's being Fed pressured herself. to eat. Yeah, like yeah. because she's normally, you know, being pressured not to eat and she's getting pressured to eat. And I think it's actually like a really kind of decently well done creepy scene that's this oasis in the middle of like what's a horrible part of the movie because yeah. it's so terribly boring. Which gets to my point that I think most of the kills are actually like yeah. decent-ish. It's but a just, lot of them yeah. don't feel like they necessarily are a Freddy kill. Like they just feel like it was somebody's idea for like this is a cool kill. Mm. And then they've like let's put Freddy in it. And yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. I think that's actually true. Um, Michelle. I liked it. I thought it was weird, fun. Uh, I was sad that Greta was dead because I liked I liked her and mm-hmm. I had started to care about her a little more because I liked the whole like rich parents like yeah. conflict. I feel like there was a little bit more there than there was for a lot of the rest of the characters. Like yeah. she was the only character that I felt like had some like thing to grasp onto that was yeah. interesting about like her backstory. Definitely. Yeah, they could have delved into that more. They developed Greta. They could have developed it more, but they developed Greta more than they developed Alice in two films. Yeah. Uh, no. In my opinion, Alice is like, I have an alcoholic dad. I'm boring. I that's think- basically that, her That's identity. because they're they're trying to establish that, like, once you are a mother, you you do not exist on you your don't own. Exist. <laughs> she's pretty and, Todd, but she's pretty and blonde. Yeah. Isn't that enough? I, I, in the 80s, it was. I do think <laughs> so. that the casting of her mom was good. And I think, like, her the, the character of her mom is one of the things that makes you like her. And, that makes you like Greta and not want Greta to die because you're like, yeah, keep going back and fighting your evil mother. I will say this. I have been to rich people parties and that's exactly what people are like. It's uh, it's scarily realistic. Exactly. Exact replicas. That was like documentary footage, basically. And I mean it. So uh, while we're having eat the, the rich. Eat the rich. While we're having the dinner scene death, <laughs> we also have the simultaneous Alice becoming aware of it yes. by opening a fridge and we have like an early MTV days claymation music video and then out of it Greta just appears and yeah and I have to admit it it still made me happy even though it didn't make sense I don't know what would what did y'all think about it like I see stuff like that and I'm just like oh look at that I honestly think I was just so overwhelmed by all the different things Mm -hmm. happening and not really knowing what was going on like I was sad that Greta was dead Mm -hmm. but all the stuff that you're talking about I'm like I kind of remember you don't remember the part when they opened the fridge and like the food oh, the is mold. moving around. Yeah, 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 yeah mold yeah. overtaking everything in the fridge. Yeah, that, that was freaky. That's a good image. There's a lot of good imagery. That's the thing is I was fully entertained the whole time by all the different like cool images on the screen. Sure. But because I, I just didn't make the connections of what was linking everything together oh. always. Yeah, the claymation was interesting. That was cool. And, I liked that stuff. And like a good movie, we go from this fairly interesting death right back to exposition. My next note is hugging and bullshit in the warehouse. They all complain about stuff and Mark sucks. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I Mark being next. pathetic is my note after that. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote, I don't really care about any of the characters as my yeah. explanation for why I wasn't paying attention. Like, well, I, was, I, I was trying, but I couldn't. Mark had first death cannon fodder written all over him, and yeah. he is still and fucking And they go around. for a fake out first, because, like, we have yes. our, our take on me uh, mm-hmm. by Aha yeah. uh-huh music video as he goes into the comic world for the yeah. first time. You think he's dead, maybe, but no, he's Sadly, alive. Sadly, he's still and alive. And Mark, the only thing you get out of that is that Mark finally believes Alice, which yeah. is yeah. like, who cares? Because it's Mark. Yeah, um, it seems like he'd be the most likely to believe her anyway. Getting a Mark on your side <laughs> does not help your cause. Exactly. Sadly, that's true. <laughs> So they go to the sonogram because Mark believes now Yvonne agrees like, all right, let's at least check out the baby. Like, we'll see if the baby is okay. And um, they, you know, do this weird shoot where they go inside of her body, basically. And uh, this disturbed Michelle. Were you okay? Yeah, I don't like that. When I was in (laughs) elementary school, we watched like a video where they put a camera inside someone's body and I was scarred for life by it. And this had like those elements. And I was just like, 
saying, no, I don't, I don't want to think about the insides of people's bodies. It's just not right. See, the thing is dreams and what freak you out is so personal. Like this hit on a couple of those for me though. I don't know. But she sees Freddie messing with the baby and she freaks out. I don't know. Any thoughts on this scene, Liz? I don't know. I wasn't too bothered by the like inside the body stuff. And yeah, in terms of the kid, I don't know. It was, it was interesting to just kind of try to see where it was going to go. So we get to Alice and Yvonne in there and more exposition. That's yeah. what I have written down. Any thoughts on that? They just keep saying stuff. They do. It's just, that's the problem is that you could cut I guess, how long like, is this movie? Well, so much, it's not long. It's only like an hour and a half, but a lot of this movie feels like somebody is describing a different movie to you sure. in exposition, and that's part of why it loses all steam. Well, yeah, exactly. This movie, it's hard to well, explain. Well, if you're listening, you've watched it and presumably agree with us or are crazy. Yeah. I'm just kidding. But if like, you haven't uh, watched this yet, you don't have to. You, you, you could walk away now. It really comes to a halt in the towards the end of the movie. It's it feels as so soon as slow. the jeans platter like shows up in the background of of one of the apartments. Yeah, you can yeah. just see a pair of jeans with a plant coming out of the top of it. That's <laughs> that's when you know this movie is just completely off the rails and is gonna suck. Just dip out at that point and pretend that you watched it. But yeah, um, Alice and Dan's parents is oh, yeah. the scene. Well, first, Mark oh, pitches yeah. abortion. Oh, Mar oh, Mark pitches abortion, <laughs> yeah. which I which is like have you ever seen the movie knocked up yes okay yes. there's a part in that movie where a guy's like why not yeah, that thing that reminds yeah. me of smash abortion <laughs> yeah or whatever <laughs> <laughs> which is the thing with knocked up too is like yeah most of the time you would that would end yeah. in something like that and same thing yeah. here mark is just like uh why don't you abort it since yeah. it's clearly like a demon infested <laughs> child and she's like nope and also <laughs> it's, it's one of those like moments where it's just like yeah like is the answer to your life having the baby of your dead high school boyfriend exactly <laughs> yeah. like oh god but yeah. we we go right into some some kind of like pro-life talking points with with Mark book of christian mythology parents. yeah all is, that's all i have written down but then yeah so we get to uh alice and mark uh or so we get to uh alice and dan's parents and that yeah. is just a freaking crazy scene where alice yeah. dan's well, parents are basically like can we have the child yeah. well, well they start out really friendly like, and then it's yeah. like give us the baby and they're like we're gonna take your baby like we will get the we will get the court to give us your baby. And also, like, man, it's it also is a good argument for why we have HIPAA. Like that the doctor just like called <laughs> like the people who weren't even her parents, right? like this other person's yeah. parents to tell her that he thought she was a little crazy. Like oh my God. doctor client privilege needs patient privilege needs to exist. Like, exactly. And that was a good argument for it. Cause then you get that. That's you get true. that. You get people trying to take I hope they your use baby that argument in like, Congress or wherever <laughs> they pass that when they when they did so. The only thing that they stop short of the parents is is like a good old fashioned come on come on <laughs> yeah the um so we get to more exposition more exposition alex and mark talking about freddie and then i just have this note book of christian mythology yeah. yeah yeah and somebody making the note i think it was liz maybe who said you don't want to read that if you're trying to stay awake well, yeah because she told him that he needed to stay awake and then he starts reading the book of christian mythology and i'm like that is not a good thing to read if you're it's trying a real to stay page awake like, it's a real page turner <laughs> um, we get to Yvonne at the pool. Yep. And Mark falling asleep again. What they should have done is just cut around like where Mark was in the movie. Just they should have cut the first. Well, yeah. yeah. The whole well, time. Oh, God. Yes. Like, like, like Garfield without <laughs> yeah. Garfield. But like, there, just like, you But know. there's basically like a part where like Mark fakes you out that he's going to be dead. And then Alice and Yvonne go through like yet another discussion about whether Freddy's real. And they should have just cut those 10 minutes and made this like an hour and 20 minutes. I want the criterion release like now with a hundred percent less mark yes <laughs> i would love that i would love that so yvonne at pool and mark falling asleep yeah and then high dive the diving Freddy board comes later. i think that looks cool too like like i said i love the i love the way this looks personally but i don't know thought thoughts on that with the diving board is coming up to eat her and like that part where they go into the dream that's pretty cool yeah i thought it was interesting i don't know why high school has a hot tub though <laughs> Good question. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. That is not a That's 
how you end up with those high school pregnancies. Rich kids. <laughs> right? I don't even know if rich high schools have those, do they? It just seems like it's opening up a lot of well, things that you don't want. It is like a diving thing. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. But maybe. like my high school had a diving team, but there was no like hot tub next yeah. to the diving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not standard. That's not Not standard, standard in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Once the diving board tries to eat her, she then finally believes. Yeah. Ew. Only took like an hour of runtime. Well, we're we're finally there. Yeah. yeah. On the Star Trek Enterprise, Kirk would have just believed that immediately. Yeah. Sorry, there, there's my Star Trek reference. So Mark falls back into the comic book. Yeah. I think this would have been cooler if it was all a cartoon, yes. but it still looks kind of cool anyway. Oh, one last thing. Uh, it is very obvious that there was a Freddy sweater wetsuit made for the previous <laughs> Yvonne scene. <laughs> it is, right. Yvonne it looks so rubbery. Yeah. Wow, you gotta be in there. I wonder how many takes that took. Yeah, I guess I see why they did that. It's funny though. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to see Freddy on a skateboard here. Some yeah. of the hardcore fans are like, Freddy on a skateboard. I don't know. But like, a death cares? skateboard. A death <laughs> skateboard. <laughs> I like. I thought that was fun. Blood is falling on Mark. Mark sees Greta and gets mad. Mark turns into his comic book character, and then first the, the Greta doll gets broken, so yes. like even her soul is dead. That's right. Oh. And Mark loved Greta. That's one of the things, right? Yeah. Mark. Please tell me that Greta did not love Mark. Greta, like I had a higher opinion of. <laughs> Never know. I, well, I like to think that Greta liked the version of Mark that could have been. I'm sorry, we're hating so much on Mark. I like. I'm thinking to myself, what if the actor who played Mark listen to this, listens to this and it feels bad? But if like, you're the actor who like played him. Mark and are listening to this, you deserve all of this and you know why. <laughs> no, I mean, he was young. You know, people get better actors as they get older, right? You improve your talents as you get older. About that. Uh, I'm glad you were never in another movie yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> wow. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Well, no, his I'm name not. is Mark franchise poison uh whatever the hell his last name is because no one cares let's start a rivalry on our podcast with that guy that's great everything that you felt good about daniel harris we feel bad about mark yes <laughs> he's the he's the anti daniel harris yeah. he is so, he does not get to do the horror cons <laughs> Honestly, though, if I ever see you at a horror con, I am going to get your autograph and a picture with you, and I'm going to be excited. Yeah, you'll see him at the vending stand. So He'll sell you a hot dog. He gets killed. I was worried for a second, because I often forget movies. And even though I've seen this so many times, I was worried he wasn't going to die. I forgot for a second that he... And I was like, D he dies, right? And yeah, he gets... It actually kind of looks cool. He gets, yeah. like, the color sucked yeah. out of him, and then he gets, like, like ripped apart. ribbons. Yeah. What'd you think about this one, Liz? Uh, I liked it. I mean... I liked just him getting sucked into the comic book to begin with and it turning all like black and white. Um, and then, yeah, eventually him becoming black and white. And then since he was, you know, paper, then just being able to kind of, I guess, was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and it, as a result, it also wasn't nearly as gross. It was creative, but not as gross as some of the other yeah, uh, yeah, deaths yeah, yeah. in it. Yeah. Not an emphasis on gross there. Michelle, do you <laughs> have any thoughts on this one? Oh, it was cool. I agree with your, they should have done more cool animation stuff, but it's I feel like expensive. from the yeah, and from the perspective of like 2020, like we have a lot more, yeah. you know, to draw on. So it yeah, was yeah. good. It was it was good for its time. But I, I wish I, it could have been cooler, but it was fine. New line is still going to work on into the Freddy verse. <laughs> right. Don't get me started. I would love that. So, OK, so we get to y uh, Yvonne and Alice talking some more and they approach. But then they're like, we got to. Oh, we should do that thing that woman asked us to do an hour. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and but she ago. makes Yvonne go to the asylum. Yeah, by she doesn't herself. even do it herself. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm gonna go Yvonne dream. Go take care of it. For I'm gonna her. dream. Yvonne, you go do it. You go walk over to the painting of yeah. the asylum. Yeah. And she also didn't even give her like instructions. Really, she just like go to the asylum. Hashtag like, just she didn't white tell people her, like, shit. That she needed to go. To the, like clearly, she found the right spot, but she didn't tell her you need to go to the tower. <laughs> yeah, Yvonne was way too nice. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, this is set up in part. 
part for Alice was just an awkward girl. She didn't need this in her life. She had some shit going on. She, <laughs> but so poor Alice. But yeah, Alice just outsources that to Yvonne. Uh, Alice yells. I have written down. And then Freddie gets yeah, attacked I have by all the as well. maniacs. That, so she yells uh, a lot. And then it transitions to the scene while she's asleep where she gets Freddie to get attacked by all the maniacs. Yeah, well, there's the stroller impalement too. And mm-hmm. then I think he gets thrown to the lunatics. Yes, yes. And it is, uh, I mean, it's kind of cool looking when you have that yeah. many extras working and, you know, it works, uh, you know, as a creepy scene for what it's doing. You may not like what it's doing, but like that scene is executed fine. You Look, know, like, it's at yeah. least not a scene where people are talking about bullshit Jeez. for like four and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. You think about that versus just for the people listening, like the how dynamic all the conversations are in like Dream Warriors uh, for yeah. like part three. It's it's really amazing. Well, these later sequels always remind you that, yes, these movies do have the capacity to be boring. And yeah. even mm-hmm. with short run times and real simple plots, that there's still a way to get lost on that map. Yeah, there's an art to it. And uh, and even with all the crazy stuff and the crazy plot, you would think it would be hard for it to be boring, but it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It somehow somehow is. Um, So I put it here that. Oh, I, oh go ahead. As Freddy gets torn apart by the asylum patients, we have our our transform into spiders scene. Conti- we'll continue. Yeah. Again. So Freddy becomes a bunch of tarantulas. And yes. I, I wanted to get your take on this as a tarantula owner. So Michelle and I have a beloved 10 year old female tarantula named Fluffy that we both really love and will get sad as hell when it dies, except it's it true. may live 40 to 60 years <laughs> and outlive me at least. So we'll see how the hell that goes. Uh, but my take on this was it was very sad because she, she I, you know, they drop some no. spiders. They, it's it's not the they're best. They're not that scary if you just leave them alone. They're just not leave them like alone. They're not that scary. You. We love spiders. So my take on this was <laughs> I don't like spider cruelty. Uh, it's, it's, it's valid. Todd does close out every podcast episode with a special message to his spider. He just hisses into the microphone for a little while. <laughs> I did hear Michelle yelling, don't squish them. Don't yeah. squish them. <laughs> don't squish them. <laughs> yeah, it looked like they were going to squish. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Like squishing spiders. <laughs> so wait, I lost track of where it was. Oh, I, next thing I have is Freddy versus Jacob. I, yeah, I have uh, Freddy and Jacob in Escher world. Yes. They're running around. Um, the little boy had to. OK, here's what I wrote about is they talk about this a little bit in the documentary. This little boy who is at his most awkward age had to stand in his underwear on set for like days on end and all I could think don't is worry like, they gave him a burlap sack to put over exactly it. <laughs> but all I could think is like this poor little kid like I know he's doing his best but damn I just oh that would have been I didn't even think about that that would have been so embarrassing to me at that age I don't know why I think about that every time I see it but yeah but he gets into that was it his in nightmare too yeah 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 that was his nightmare uh, the sets are pretty cool here Freddie uh, yeah, it's all an MC Escher painting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean the sets are you know it's got that neat cool. like dreamy vibe of Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy impales Alice in multiple ways and somehow that doesn't kill her is what I wrote. I said weird Freddy and Alice body horror. I was so confused. I had no idea what was going on this entire time. There was some cool visuals and imagery but I there I just didn't understand anything about what was happening. Well some of that's fair like I, I like I just love your like I love your honest response where you're like well because that's good to hear because I've seen these movies so many times yeah. that like everything I'm like well that's obviously set up or in here you know or yeah. something and it's nice to see what's like not readable you know what I mean like about mm-hmm. the film in the, the in spot it, it where uh, where Jacob explains to Alice that Freddy is living inside her and the scene where Freddy comes out of Alice there are some like cool design elements where like at points it looks like something out of like a Cronenberg movie yeah, or yeah. a Giger painting or you know stuff like that and then they don't do much with it but like that little transition is kind of like gross and weird and interesting i just thought it looked cool but like uh i admit like even having watched it this many times it's not edited well uh you know what i mean so like it doesn't make a lot of sense that part i'm not sure there's even a really clear explanation for why she would live through that or what would happen they just thought that looked really cool yeah but while that's happening it gives yvonne enough time to do the shoulder tap on amanda's body 
body and save the day. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Absolutely. Yvonne releases Amanda Kruger. Jacob fakes that he's going for, uh, that he's going to be Freddy's yeah. partner, but he, then he, he gets Freddyfied first. With his tongue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he gets Freddyfied and then kills him with like a weird tongue thing. Yeah. Was that your favorite part, Liz? <laughs> no, it was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was very weird it was very weird i just wrote i am so confused glowing baby question mark <laughs> i don't know if i'm jumping ahead but that's all i have is i'm so confused no like, after I, he kills him i have look the very next thing in my notes is glowing baby <laughs> i have then yeah, he kills him with his tongue the, amanda a couple spaces glowing baby yeah yeah i took it as he got like sucked back into amanda's wrist whatever yeah <laughs> well, but it's <laughs> fucked up because I wrote Amanda gets stuck with Freddy forever, which yeah. is some serious yeah. like that sucks. So Alice has the baby and then moves on. Yeah, that's basically the end of this film, right? Well, I mean, the end of this film is the Freddy rap. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. And I, I like the rap, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where was rap in 89? Like, what were, like, some of the... Beastie Boys. Okay. Um, we, we were moving out of the early days of hip-hop. Okay. Public Enemy. So this was, like, NWA. super cheesy at the time. Yeah. Okay. Public Enemy, NWA. But also, yeah, no, but, like, Will stuff. Smith was around, too. It, yeah. It, 1989 is, I think, Maku. the first... It's either 88 or 89 was the first year the Grammys gave a rap award, and they gave it to Will Smith. I have a bold take for this. Oh my god. Yeah. I will say that as bad as it is, the Freddy rap is still better than anything that Lynn Manuel Miranda did for Hamilton. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Rich hates musicals, <laughs> That's not true, but I I was be I was like dancing to yeah, the, no, it, the rap it isn't too bad. It it's it not was that it's good, not like, terrible. It's a little cheesy. Late 80s, early 90s style rap was good. Wait, qu question for you, Todd. Mm -hmm. Freddy rap or go ninja go? You're killing me here. Go Ninja Go. Yeah. Go Ninja Go, but it's a tough call for me. Go Ninja Go from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to Secret of the Use is, let's face it, that's a special moment in cinematic history. Yeah. It's a high water mark on Vanilla Ice. That's going to be on an Oscar reel someday, like the 2065 <laughs> I Oscars. I highly doubt that. In the history of musicals, they're going to show. No. no. Okay, whatever. All right, so then we're at the end. That's great. So we have a couple questions that we ask at the end. The first one will ask, and I will go to Rich first on this since he's more uh, uh, he he uh, knows it's coming more. What is the the thing that would be most important to change about this movie to make it better? Remove Mark. OK. <laughs> and like 20 minutes of runtime. Make it an hour and 10 minute movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like commit to some decisions. Sure. Like rather than filming every idea that came in the pitch meeting, just choose one and do it. Okay. Fair enough. I like that. What about you, Liz? What would you change about this? I would say rather than remove Mark, recast Mark. Okay. And then definitely rewrite like most of the dialogue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The dialogue was horrible. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. really, it was special bad. Although I can't wait to see how y'all are going to react to also, the Friday make, the 13th when you're on some day. I would also say make it less gross, but I know that some people like that aspect of it, so I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. No, <laughs> so I'll that's stick with fair. the casting and the dialogue. You're respecting that that's what people yeah. want out of it, even though it's not your thing. Yeah. That's fair. No, I like that. Uh, Michelle? I guess I'm not creative because my answer is the same as Liz's, like better casting and better dialogue. Like, I'm thinking, like, I would love to see, like, the characters from Buffy go through all of that, or, like, the characters from Teen Wolf go through all of that. Like, you know, like, people who are, like, better actors that you care about going through all this stuff it would just make it more fun i'm gonna be super specific and say i would cut the first time mark because I, I agree with everything you said but i would cut the first time they like fake you mark going in mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. at least one or two of the scenes i would make this an hour and 25 minute movie but he got paper cuts from that scene and sure. that that's critical <laughs> so that they can prove to yvonne that that <laughs> freddie is real because he shows his paper cuts to her no, that's fair. That's fair. You're right. That's true. You've convinced me. <laughs> so, okay, let's go to the uh, the second question we ask. I'll go first on this one, which is... So next we'll go to best kill. I think for best kill that I would go with... 
the kill of Greta, actually. I like, even though it was gross and Liz had to walk away, I would, I, I just love the, like, how it was presented and how it was set up in there. And it just looks so creepy. And I love stuff that's about how rich people are the worst. So <laughs> that was my uh, take on that. Rich people are the worst. Absolutely. Michelle, let's go with you next. What was your favorite kill? I think I liked the motorcycle truck Inferno one the best. I'm a little confused by that one, but I found it quite compelling visually and I was like interested in it. Okay. The the dinner one was really good, but it it just grossed me out and meh. That is fair. That is fair. Liz, let's go with you next. I would say probably the Mark one just cuz I thought it was kind of creative and interesting losing the color and then just cutting the paper and then that killed him because he was the paper in the comic book. Sure. I thought that was really different than you usually see in these movies. Absolutely. Um so I thought that was yeah, it was unique and I also liked that they were really it in a way that wasn't like super gross. <laughs> but that's just me. But also just, just different. It was kind of surprising because it just wasn't what I expected to see uh, in terms of a kill. Nice. Excellent. Rich, where are you going with this? Well, since this film only has three deaths in it, uh means I'm going to be doubling up on one of these. So I guess I will go with the motorcycle kill because it, it is kind of cool and stylish. And uh, yeah, it's a good one. Um, I like that. Uh, I like that kill as well. So the last thing that we're going to ask is what is, would be your rating for this out of 10 stars? Or sorry, well, I guess for this one, we're doing knife 10 fingers. knife fingers. So Liz, we're going to start with you because I have a feeling you're going to be the lowest. So I, I'm going to stack this in order of lowest to highest based on my predictions. Yeah, I, I would go with uh, two knife fingers. Okay, two knife fingers. I like that. That's a good start. I was predicting you would go with one and a half. You can't... Yeah, it was, but I couldn't think of a creative thing for the other Yeah, you half. have to come up with a creative. Yeah. That's, that's our tradition on big screen. Boogeyman. You have to come up yep. with a creative way to do it. So, okay, you're going two stars. What are you going, Rich? All right, I, I'm going two knife fingers, Freddy giving the middle finger uh, with two knives, <laughs> and then a little baby Freddy coming out of his chest and also giving two miniature knife fingers for a total of three knife fingers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like that one. I like that one. Uh, Michelle, you are up next. I think I would give it five. There was enough in it to keep me interested in most of the time throughout. I just zoned out during the dialogue scenes, but I thought it was fine. And I kind of enjoyed the vibe. You kind of enjoyed the vibe. You liked it. All right. Okay, cool. I am going with five Freddy fingers and a baby Freddy fetus scream. And the baby baby Freddy's fetus scream. The baby Freddy scream. He looks like a fetus that shouldn't be out yet. So I think it makes sense. Anyway, the scream is worth 0.25. So okay. I'm going 5.25 <laughs> on this. I liked everything except for the dialogue in this. If, if you had gone over six, I would have been bothered. No, quite frankly, <laughs> I'm embarrassed by the 5.25, but I wanted podcast. to top. I would we'll delete to top everything. <laughs> Start anew. Well, anyway, I'm guessing uh, that Liz and Michelle don't have anything to promote. No. 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 Okay. Become well, a sociology major. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Major in sociology. Theology, the best discipline ever. We'll talk about why I can't be you held responsible for, yeah. for <laughs> Well, with that said, on behalf of Rich, this has been Big Screen Boogeyman Season 2 Nightmares on Elm Street. We thank you for showing up and goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.